Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning duties of the hearts of Vot Halivavot by Rabbi Baia Ibn Pakuda. And we are in the gate of humility. We started last week. Today we're going to see, because he's giving us a different pointers on what hum humility means. So today he says, how many kinds of humility are there? And he says humility can be divided into three categories. The, one, the first category is one of these includes human beings and many species of non-rational animals. It is poverty of spirit and passive endurance of injuries that might have been avoided, but were endured because one is ignorant on the ways to avoid them. It is found among foolish and ignorant people due to their slight knowledge and weak understanding of their own selves and self-worth. So it is called humility by convention only. So what he's saying is that there's a certain level of humility that comes from a person that is ignorant. Uh, he has a very low intellectual understanding of how the world is run. Uh, or he's poor. Or he's, um, he's a person that feels small. So this would look like he's a humble person. And what it says here, it's called humility by convention only, but in truth, it is spiritual poverty and blindness brought by the ignorance that has overcome the soul and prevents it from seeing what it is for its own good. So he doesn't really see himself as something uh, like a, I was made in God's image and I have a, a responsibility in this world, and I have a purpose, and I have meaning. He doesn't live his life like this. He thinks he's like this little thing going around in the world, and things happen to him. So he's a humble person. He's humble. But in reality, this is not good humbleness, because this is a lack of understanding and a lack of, in, of, of, of knowing. So as it says, you have hidden understanding from their hearts, and therefore you will not lift them up. And so humility, in the true sense, is a quality which comes as a result of the uplifting of the soul. When a person is really, really humble, in truth humble, what humble, being humble really means, it's not a person that feels low, it's a person that feels elevated. It, 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 it feels, it's a person that feels empowered. It's a person that feels that he has something to give to the world. And when it has raised itself above any participation in the low qualities of, of brute creatures, and when on account of its superior wisdom, nobility of spirit, and clear grasp of good and ignoble qualities, it is beyond imitating the traits of the lower class. So when this is followed by humility of the soul and lowliness, humility is a praiseworthy quality. So what it's saying is that when a person realizes that he has been made in the image of God and that everything that he has, all his, even his poverty was given to him by Hashem and that that poverty that he has is part of his purpose in this world and to be able to live up to what he comes to do here, then he's, he's going to feel true humility. And he's not going to feel low, he's going to feel empowered because he's going to feel like, okay, there's a purpose for this. So the second kind of humility is that exhibited by an individual towards another human being who dominate him as that of the prisoner in the hands of his, of his enemy or a slave in the, ma in the hands of his master 
Or another example is the humility of an individual who is dependent on others and is, great, is, is in great need of, of what another person possesses. So this humility uh, is the humility of an employee towards his employer or of a poor person towards a, a wealthy benefactor or supporter or of a student with his teacher or someone that owes money to someone else but the thing is that with this type of humility a, a person may recognize that he's inadequate in the moral disciplines relevant to this world and the next and that it is ignorant of, of the right course so this type of, of humility is not a healthy type of humility because at the end of the day it's not true humility because when the person is is free from being a slave or he's free from his uh, person that has him imprisoned or he become or he pays his debt or he graduates college and he doesn't have to be with this teacher anymore then this humility that he felt with this person that was on top of him is gonna be gone it's not gonna last it's not something that's gonna be with him forever and the third kind of humility which is the true humility, this is the, the real humility, is the humility towards Hashem, may He be exalted. And it is an obligation that applies to all people at all time, no matter if they're rich, if they're poor, if they're the prisoner, or if they're the slave, if they're whatever they are, wherever they are, this is the humility that people should have. When we will speak of humility without specifying which kind, we will have in mind only this third kind of humility this degree of humility to who to one who attains this humility the way of closeness to Hashem and worthiness to stand before him is not far off he will be accepted by the creator and be pleasing to him as it is written to true sacrifice to God is a broken spirit a heart broken and crushed of God you will not scorn this is in Tehillim so what it means is that true humility and this is the the highest level of humility is when we realize that we are here because Hashem put us here we're, we're, we're everything we are is because of him our personalities if we're rich if we're poor if we're beautiful if we're ugly if we're intelligent if we're not intelligent everything everything we are is because of God the only thing that we have that is ours is our fear of God that's the only thing that we, we have that is ours, is to be able to develop within ourselves a fear of Hashem, which means that we, we develop an awareness that we are nothing without Him, and that if anything we do that will separate us from Him, we will be petrified. This is the true fear of God, that we will not do anything that will separate us from Hashem. And that fear of Hashem, only we can develop. That's the only thing that we have for ourselves. The rest is in God's hands. Everything is in God's hands. I remember my daughter used to go and feed in a soup kitchen. She, in school, they used to take them to the soup kitchen and give food to the homeless. And one day, there was this homeless man that was served. He ate, and then he got on line again to get a second of, 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 a, of, of the food. And there were people behind him that hadn't eaten yet. And so they were trying to take him out of the line because he had already had dinner. And he started misbehaving horribly. 
like screaming and making a whole scene. And my daughter came home and she said, Mom, I learned such a lesson today. She says there was a man behind this man and he looked regal. He was a homeless man, but he looked regal. And when this guy was misbehaving, he said to this guy, you know what? The only thing, they have taken away from us everything. But the only thing they cannot take away from you is your dignity. If you are a dignified human being, nobody can take that away from you. And my daughter was like 12 or 13 years old and she came with this. It was a very big lesson. But in humility, this is what it means. Like we can, they can take us away everything, but the fear of Hashem, that, that awe of God, of not doing anything that would go against Him, nobody can take away from you. This nobody can take away from you. This is yours. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. Rosh Chodesh Tov. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. 